Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, we're live. Great. Welcome to the Side by Side Podcast. It is indeed a show about black science fiction and fantasy and helping us stay on the same page as a family. Today for episode 121, we'll be discussing stories from Africa Risen. Africa Risen is a part of an ongoing series covering stories from the anthology. And as always, baby, you don't have to read. You don't have to watch with us. You can just sit back, relax, and listen. Ben, can you hold up the book for us? Thank you so, so much. We've been reading Africa Risen. This was week three of Africa Risen. But before we get started, we do want to thank those people out there who support us for $1, $2, maybe even $5 a month. And that is the Patreon. Hey, Patreon. Special shout out to Lakin M. Williams, Amanda Greenwood, Cindy Bell, Ashley Ann, DJ Ricky 08, KP, Katie Jarena, Lindsay, Ashley, Octavia, Robertson, and Dana. What's going on, everybody? How you doing today, Ben? I'm still recovering from your birthday party. <laughs> what's what's wrong? But you're you're recovering from my birthday party. Yeah, what did we do we, for my I birthday? mean, we just stayed up so late. I can't. I realize that staying up late is no longer good for me because I babies again. Babies don't sleep in. Yeah, they do not care if you're hungover. They're like, get your ass up. Get your fucking ass up and work. It's like, yeah. nobody wants to work these days. I, I, me and Amber sat down last night and I said, I have to make some like daily schedules uh, because I cannot keep living like, you know, moment by moment, sort of like reading ahead. Like I need to start reading ahead or sight reading music. If you read music, you can't read one note at a time because then you don't know what the next note is. You have to look at it in chunks. Right. That's how you should do your life. When I remember when I was learning how to read, my mom was like, I need to be able to cover up the page and you should tell me like the next five words because you're, what you're saying, you're also reading ahead. I, right. I feel like I, I live my life like that, but sometimes I think it's been a little bit of an adjustment for you because, you know, you were used to a very structured schedule teaching, and now you're like, woo, Like, here are your dad. classes. You teach on this time and this time, and here's your lunch break, where I'm like, I could have lunch at 9 a.m. if I wanted to, or I could have, you know, uh, breakfast at 9 p.m. if I wanted to. Yeah, we like structures. I, I think a lot of people act like they like about a like to fly by the seat of their pants, but most Stressful. people do like structures or enjoy even like if, this even if they don't know how to do it. Right. Like most people will appreciate structure, or in the beginning they're like, "This feels so restrictive." Blah blah. They'll fight against you, or even people say they don't like structure. They actually will feel less stressed out if they do have structure. I'm just glad that you're coming to this realization. I think <laughs> there was a part of me last night I was like, "Yes, yes." But I was trying to be like, mm-hmm, wow, yeah, you know. I was I was very excited that you came to this realization, but I think... Why do I want to push you off the chair? <laughs> I think I, has this been a realization way. that I've been wanting you to come to for, you know, the past eight years of our relationship and marriage? Sure, but you I, came I to it to on your it. own last night, and for that, we are very grateful. Only well, took when, me when, eight years to get there. It's so funny how you Thank talk about... Thank you for about, waiting eight years, Amber. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, we'll see here. Uh, fingers crossed it works out, but I am very proud of you of just sitting down and realizing, oh. like, I cannot just binge The Last of Us till 2 a.m. because we're in our fucking 30s. Yeah, I did watch all of The Last of Us in two days. You did. Two days. You could do that. Like when you work from home, you're like, all right, whatever. I'm like, but I literally cannot function if I don't sleep enough. And Amber was like, 
well, you know, if you go to bed late, Ben, you just have to wake up at the same time you would. And I'm like, Amber, you don't understand. You can do that. I like, can do Amber, that. If I can, Amber, I can stay out till 4 a.m. and be like, all right, 7 a.m. Like, uh, so will I be bitchy during the day? Sure. But I, in my brain, it's not an option. Like my internal clock is going to wake she's, me up boom, at 7 She pops up. Like, yeah. when didn't you wake up last night? You went to bed early with me last night at 9. And then you woke up at 4 a.m. and started watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Correct. So. I mean, that's. Anybody would wake up in the middle of the night and watch RuPaul's Drag Race because Maybe. Amazon doesn't drop it till basically like 24 hours later or something like that. So I, oh, I so hit that mark it. right on the dot. Period. Period. It was the rusical. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've always, I, I just grew up in a household where it's like, you could stay up, you can eat candy all night long, but you live with those consequences would because you, this car mom, is leaving at this time. Would your mom Whereas drag you, you out of the bed? Would your mom ever drag you out? No. Are you just she, she wouldn't even do all that. She would oh. be like, it, if you, especially when I got to the point where I could drive to school. Are you talking about getting ready for school? Yeah, yeah, getting ready for school. It's like, if you are late, you need to make sure you get there. At, period. So you do not just get to stay up all night and then also like be like, I'm sick tomorrow. That's not an option. So I learned very quickly to be like, all right. If I want to stay up in rage, I just got to be up the next day. But you, you, you don't do that. You're like, no, I want to party and still get my full nine hours. I'm like, I need a, girl, what? That I puts need you at a waking minimum up at eight hours. I need a minimum of eight hours of sleep. Oh. Sometimes ten. I just, I cannot function. I think my brain is on, you know, some weird rhythm or something. Or I just, I'm weak. Isn't it funny how we're also the age where. And hear me out, everybody listening out there, because we're all, we're probably all similar ages or age range. We're also the age where if we don't sleep well on a quality mattress, we are fucked. <laughs> because oh, yeah. I stayed at my mom's house. Yeah, for the AKA uh, yes. 50th anniversary. Yep. Yes, we were out of town in Georgia, y'all. And then we came right back and jumped into my birthday. And so I, you know, obviously I'm staying in my childhood room, which I do not think my mother has changed that mattress <laughs> since I was in sixth grade. So me and Ben slept on that mattress and I was like, gotta get a new mattress, mom. Got to get a new mattress. This mattress, like, and I was even doing research. I'm not even that girl, but I was doing research. Did I tell you how long you should keep a mattress? You said like six years or something. Six to eight years. Six to eight years. The next time... For anybody who trolls people on the internet or is just mean out there, the next time you find yourself having time to troll somebody's content or be mean or argue with somebody, ask yourself, have I bought a new mattress? Have I cleaned my oven? Like, And it might stop you from being mean to somebody. Yeah. But, well, it's, it's this idea of like, I don't have time to be caught up in this petty drama or, because I need a new mattress. Or maybe the reason they're getting caught up in the petty drama is because they haven't <laughs> been sleeping well. Yeah. So if they had a new mattress, then they would stop responding to things on the internet. What's your preferred mattress style? Like tough and firm, or do you like oh, it sinking I, in a little bit? I was bit? like, like I like foam? a king size. I king. like a king size. Yes. I like uh, something that can foamy, you know, mm-hmm. something that can has a good, um, I don't like a, a frame. What do you mean? Uh, not a frame. You know, like there's like. <laughs> wait, the, wait. You hate the fact that we have a bed frame? <laughs> no, no. We have a bed frame. But when you put a uh, the foundation, what's the foundation called? Like a box spring. Yeah, box springs. I don't do box. I want a mattress so tight yeah. that it's box spring free. Yeah. Oh, so does my mom's bed have a box spring? Is that why I we hate so, it? I think so, yeah. Or that mattress is just old as shit. Here's the thing about it. I was telling Ben, I have replaced mattresses 
in six to eight years out of a uh, need because one time we had bed bugs. Oh. So we had to throw that mattress out. One time Gucci destroyed a mattress before Ben and I started dating. So he like, I'm talking ate a hole right through the mattress. Yeah. So I had to throw that mattress because out. You, you weren't feeding him. Right. I was feeding him. He was just a puppy. And I, I had to learn as a puppy. <laughs> oh, your ass need to be in a crate all day. Maybe your ass need to be in a crate all day. Anyway, Ben, I hope you had a great weekend at my folks' house. It was freaking awesome, man. The only regret I didn't get to do is play uh, golf with the the honeydews. Yeah, why don't you explain to everybody what a honeydew is? You, so, you've learned that recently in my uh, uh, comment section. A right? honeydew is someone, if you're like, it generally is like a, a husband who's very caring and will listen to a wife. But in the context of like, oh, if someone were to say, I'm a honeydew, that would be referring specifically to someone who's married to an AKA. I really don't think it's specific to AKA. I mean, I it's there's not. a look up honeydew shirts and there's a bunch of like AKA shirts. You can, you know, oh, <laughs> if you say, oh, he's a honeydew, you know, or like. Or, I think I think the male podcast would call that a simp. <laughs> a simp. Well, I'm your simp. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We, haven't we been enjoying male podcasts? <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's like, because these females out here today should Maybe be climaxing. Should what y'all doing, doing climaxing? Climaxing. Maybe we should do a male podcast because it sounds like we'd probably get better listens. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I, while I'm sitting here shitting on male podcasts, do, uh, they be getting the misogyny? listen. Or you yeah. do like a podcast. A We could do a woman podcast and we, it's a misandrist podcast. We no, no, that's not going to get the listen either. That's not going to get the listen. It will. It no, will. it's not. The misandry? Yeah, misandry. No, the misogyny numbers are, those Those numbers are high. Those know, numbers are like long money. For short dicks. <laughs> That's a great segue. Uh, speaking of short dicks, we love all dicks here at the Sci-Fi Sci Podcast. This has nothing to do with short dicks at all. I don't this know. is a I, I try. I thought my improv brain would make a connection, you, but um, you if you want to clarify that you have a long dick, metaphorically or otherwise, you can write a podcast Period. review. You take it, Ben. You want to read this one? <laughs> yeah. So this is from Gentle Rights. Uh, to, uh, this was written on February 19, 2023. Uh, my source of joy, this person writes, this show has been a constant source of joy in my life ever since I had the pleasure of discovering it in 2021. Oh, long time listener. Come on. As a fantasy fan and aspiring fantasy writer from the Caribbean, it makes me so happy to see someone making the effort to put a spotlight on black uh, sci-fi and fantasy. And don't even get me started on the host relationship. I look forward to the day I'll hopefully be able to find my own Amber or Ben. Aww. Uh, right come on gentle rights that's big dick energy and that's like sweet dick energy that sweet was, ooh because he a really, sweet dick i well, like I don't that know this person could be i no oh no not them i'm talking about you just you i like oh yeah i'm sweet dick energy I, you are sweet dick energy i love that i got and, that sweet dick energy mm, like peppercorn mm. what i don't know peppercorn pepper. is not sweet, sweet baby yeah that's why it makes sense. it didn't write it it is not sweet so it doesn't make sense nor does it i rhyme. am going to write a song called sweet dick energy featuring little peppercorn and actually maybe we could play the song on one of your <laughs> no we are not well, you one are, of your am shows why don't you tell the people if they don't if they just like hearing you talk and not me what could they do amber <laughs> then you're moving through these seg segments um 
I have an AMP show on Tuesday nights. It's called Bad Advice with Amber. I know we're doing all of the things, but if you can't get enough of us and you want some more talking, and on this show, you get to talk back. So it's a call-in show, and every week I theme the show and get to hear from listeners out there like you. We also... I want to reiterate how much we do love and appreciate y'all's Apple podcast reviews. But if you want to call into AMP and talk to me one-on-one, that would be great. Ben, this week I am hosting a show. It's called Hold My Grudge. What's the longest grudge you've ever held against somebody? It, it could even be like I'm a second so grade teacher. I'm so mad at my uh, fourth grade teacher, Miss McCready. Ooh, yeah. I, man, Miss McCready, I, I feel like I wish we had some like... Pew, 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 pew. What, what did... What did old lady McCready do? Because I have heard her name a couple of times. Old lady McCready was awful. So I went to so I went to school in fourth and fifth grade, but I was homeschooled all the other years up until eleventh <laughs> grade. So. I just imagine Judy needing a break for fourth or fifth. Yeah, she's like, I can't like, do I this, can't shit, do no this shit no more. <laughs> and they, and so then the schoolhouse taught school her was like, and hey, we can't do this shit no more. Got I went it. Went to school and Mrs. McCready was so mean, like for no reason. What were she, some of the things she was asking you to one do? Of, one of the things, not, well, not me siding with Miss McCready. What did she well, say? Well, one of the things she she would just embarrass me. So <laughs> fucking bitch. Just kidding. Just what kidding. is she? How was she? What were? No, what, what were? Not me victim blaming. What were you doing? And then how? Did I was she lying and stealing Liar. Pokemon cards from my classmates. Oh, so you were a thief, and she called your ass out. Okay, so remind me again why you hate her. Because she caught me. <laughs> so she's a woman who held you accountable because you're a fucking street rat like Aladdin, stealing Pokemon cards, which were very valuable at the time and low key now. What yeah. else did she catch you doing? Uh, all right. So if those things were all um, legitimate. One, The one thing, though, is that we had to write, like, about the homes in the house. And, like, my favorite home is the living room. Oh, the rooms. Got it, got it, got it. Because my, like, you know, video game system is in there. So I wrote this whole thing. And some of them I, like, lied about. And then because I was having problems with her, like, you know, getting up out of my seat without raising my hand to go to the bathroom. Oh, well, question. So hold, let me finish the story. I know, so, but I, I need, I have a clarifying. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably answer your question. Okay. Hold questions till the end and your question will probably be answered by the end. So I write this, I write this little assignment and she calls in my parents for a completely unrelated issue. She needed to talk to them about me like getting out of my seat or uh, me... I think the big thing was like me just not following directions or something uh, or me. And I don't think she had caught the Pokemon cards at this point, but she's like, yeah, um, your, your son also lies a lot. Like mm. she's like, we did this assignment. She's like, is any of this true? And I was like, bitch, like not receipts. <laughs> you don't have to like call me out on this. And she's like, I was like, yeah, I do go hiking with my dad. And then my mom was like, well, you don't have an N64. I was like, dang. Oh, she didn't have to call you out for being poor. Yeah, she basically just called you out for being poor. Right. (laughs) Now that was fucked up. Yeah. So I started, I remember that. That hurt my, oh, and oh, oh. The other thing is that we had Battle of the Books and I won Battle of the Books and I was so proud because I was a little nerd. And she was saying I was rubbing it in. And this, uh, like, I think her name was Emma. Emma, who was on the opposite team. Emma lost, and she was in my class. And we got these cool-ass shirts. And Mrs. McCready was like, stop rubbing it in. 
Emma's face that she lost. And I was like, I'm not rubbing it in. I'm just celebrating. And she's like, don't contradict me. And I was like, I'm not contradicting you. (laughs) Yeah, that's mean. Like, do you think you were rubbing it in Emma's face? Maybe Emma just Probably. straight up couldn't even read. Emma, Emma, I hated Emma. Emma at one point. <laughs> so we got two grudges I right hated now. Emma. Ma- Big McCready Emma. and little Emma. Emma, <laughs> Emma said I, I called her a bitch. You probably we, did. I think I, you just, if we run the tape back, I'm pretty sure you called her a bitch. <laughs> or I, or I, or, or I, and I said, fuck you to her once. Ooh, Which wait. I did. I'm sure you was bad as hell. I did say that, but not at the time she told on me that I said it. I don't think it's, I have a question going back to the story. Were there some other outlandish lies you told about your living room? Because N64 in your living room. It was just an N64. I remember the N64. My mom being like, you don't have an N64. And Judy, not not Judy not having your back. I was like, come on, have my back. Poverty. Did you lie that there was like an elephant in there or something? Or like like an exotic tiger or bird or something? I was writing what I knew other kids were, other boys in the class were writing on theirs. Oh, so this was an act of plagiarism. Yeah, fourth grade was also the time I got kissed for the first time. I had oh, I didn't Brooke, hear about this. It was Brooke. Okay. Brooke uh, kissed her hand and then hit me on the head with it. Ben, I don't think that counts. That's pretty. Uh, that was your first kiss? That That's was my you first count kiss. in your head? Yes, that right. was my first kiss. That don't count. Uh, so. <laughs> like, wait somebody kissed their hand and then smacked you in the back of the head with it mm-hmm. and and you're counting that mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> damn i'm glad you didn't tell me that on the first date <laughs> like this man it's delusional that's all right i love no, your delusion Ms. i actually uh mrs mccready i feel bad for her so i is she still alive yeah she is i actually called my school nasa cake and on don't Long damn Island. don't don't tell them where she worked. Everybody go No, call. she's retired. I tried calling oh, them. Oh, thank God. And I, and I was like, hey, uh, I, Mrs. McCready was one of my teachers. And the woman, uh, the front desk receptionist is maybe like uh, right before uh, COVID, the pandemic, 2019. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, she still comes and volunteer. I was like, hey, I'm one of her students. And I gave her, I'm like, I gave her my email. I'm like, can you have Mrs. McCready email me? I'd love to just talk to her really i was doing that to apologize because at this point i think 2019 i <laughs> wait, was wait. teaching wait wait you were calling back in 2019 so you were about third maybe 30 or 29 to apologize for your behavior in fourth grade it was 20 years later yep <laughs> i felt bad you need to call into my show tomorrow <laughs> I did. I did. I remember holding a grudge for a while on the, that. She called me out on the N64, but everything else like she was. Yeah, she was messed up. She was that. fair. But she if you was, were stealing people's stuff, I would have yeah. called you out, too. And I lied. I also picked my nose and ate it. And the kids oh, OK. Let's stop. Would make fun of me. And then I would respond violently, you know, aggressively. <laughs> violently. Which is probably why, Brooke, you know what probably happened, Ben? And I ain't even going to hold you. I'm, I'm not trying to traumatize you. But I just know how horrible kids are. Brooke probably spit in her hand and smacked the back of your head. No, Brooke. Brooke kids was really up. sweet. Brooke, oh, okay. And uh, but why was, would she hit the back of your head? Um, no, she didn't hit the back of my head. She like t- I was looking at her and she went, and then like it was really sweet. It's like at the end oh. of the year. She, Did you try to go in for a kiss and that's how she responded? No, she didn't. And I was like, ah! and I started like running around the room. It was like at the end of the year. I went nuts. That's kind of cute. Britney Spears was was playing too. 
She's so lucky. Do you remember what song? No, but it was it was we listened to a lot of Britney Spears, a lot of NSYNC. So I like Brooke. Brooke was cool because Brooke sort of dressed like one of the guys, and uh, um. so I remember like being like, "Oh, this is like I'm attracted to this masculine energy." <laughs> Something. I mean, enter, 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 Amber. Enter Amber hey, you like what you like? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love you know just en- envisioning you as a little kid running yeah, around. I got like made crazy. fun of all the time. I was so I, can... la- I was so lame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a little quirky. Yeah, you're, I also didn't outside care. Remember I also... when we were at the strip club and you were asking them like, "Do y'all have a union?" As as Destiny's giving you a lap dance. I'm yeah, like, I mean. Lead a woman alone. I was also throwing dollar bills. Yeah, you. I of course you were. That, sorry, I thought that was implied. and bills. Yeah, but now she's like, what, was she excited that you were asking about? Yeah, she was like, she, then she ta- started telling me that ultimately she's looking to open up her own strip club and be her own, you know, business owner. What? Yes, I am. I am very entertained. People yeah, like you are. that. People love. I love you. You're the one who just said, you know, I was so lame as a kid. As a kid, but I also didn't care. I think people were just weirded out by me, but I didn't care because I had books and I read books. And yeah, the books with your that. friends. Speaking of books, you want to talk about the book? Yeah, I love uh, Ben. Yeah, so but you're at your first your AMP show. It's every Tuesday night at five p.m. Yep. Uh, West Coast time. That's Pacific Coast time. Check it out. Call in. Uh, you you <laughs> have to download the AMP. Sorry for our listeners who are not uh, in the U.S. You cannot get AMP. Apologize about that. I think it's going to go global yeah. soon. Very soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you call in. You can create your own AMP show. It's super easy. So check out AMP. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, Ben. You, you are the best honeydew cheerleader, and I love your support. Okay, so the four stories that we read were... A Dream of Electric Mothers, Simbi, Housewarming for a Lion Goddess, and A Night in Tunisia. So you want to start with uh, A Dream of Electric Mothers? Just a quick synopsis yeah, for, for I'll people give a who quick ha- one. didn't read with us. So basically, there's this collective AI consciousness of all the ancestors in uh, this country. Um, so it's very based in like African culture and African um uh, respect for ancestors. And so the government who runs this country uh, defers to the AI for decisions and sort of leads from there. But you know, this uh, this story made me think of is how we don't really have a tradition of like honoring ancestors in right. the US. Yeah. You know, like maybe you honor your like dead parents. Um, well, maybe you honor your dead grandparents. Most people honor their parents, their dead parents. But after that, like, great grandparents there's nothing where japan you have like odon and mexico you have dia dia de los muertos and then um mm, and yeah. other countries there are these long traditions but america doesn't doesn't really have like a history of honoring yeah i feel U- like it's european in general maybe yeah there's no uh just singular ritual that we do after a funeral really or um, or or maybe pockets of American culture might like, like Creole people, people in Louisiana might, but uh, or, or we'll have you know a standard like funeral and a repast and all of that. But besides that, like weekend of mourning, nothing further happens. And but <laughs> if anybody, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing because people are dead. I'm laughing because if you're familiar with my content, you know my father. <laughs> 
well, has basically created his own rituals yeah. as he keeps every Some obituary. Some collect Pokemon cards and your dad <laughs> collects obituaries. I'm pretty like sure my Pokemon dad cards. steals obituaries at this point. But yeah, he he is... He loves being like a history buff and a family historian. So he he has like they're like infinity stones to his ass. So he's constantly collecting obituaries, but no rituals really to my knowledge besides like when the actual death happens. Yeah, I'm trying to think we put flowers on graves, right? Yes, but yes. we sort of I on think their maybe birthday or on their birthdays. Or something that people do is collect history. Like there, are, we have historians in the U.S., but there's such a battle it seems about the history of the U.S. that we don't really remember that there are ancestors. You yeah, know? or like we, we don't, don't want to remember. Or, or maybe our where our not me, but I'm just saying like America does not want to remember. America wants to like forget and pretend and erase and. Yeah, and I, I just think don't, that I don't. that sentiment trickles down to how we connect to our ancestors in America. Yeah, there's like. no like I'm not I'm never saying oh my ancestors would would be proud of me. Where I feel like black culture because of yeah. slavery, they're like oh yes, this is for, this one's for the ancestors. Or yeah, like, someone someone brought like a a shirt um, created by a black owned brand called like I'm my ancestors dream for like a while. wildest dream. Uh, yeah. Like, I think you just switched because our child's name is wild. But yeah. 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 I think especially like being a black person in America that that placement is always like, wow, this would make my, I mean, I, whenever I talk to my grandma, which I will admit we, we, she, you know, she has six kids and like 30 plus grandkids. So we've never been like super, super close. I obviously spent some great summers with her, like shucking corn and shelling peas and picking blackberries. Like I have some very fond memories with her, but I do not live in Georgia anymore. But I think I reconnected with her a little bit more, just like re more regularly calling when I was pregnant. And I felt like that was the first time in my life that she would really open up with me about, some of her experiences just as a, a black woman that sort of grew up like right after that Jim Crow era. Yeah. This, this story sort of is so clearly not by someone with like a European tradition. Right. Like someone with, would not write a, a collective AI consciousness that is based in like ancestral knowledge, because I think in the U S we're so obsessed with newness. Yeah. We're so obsessed with like hipness and what's, what's coming up, you know, uh, the new, tr everything from trailers, the new movies, the new TV shows to the new fashion. And there is not this healthy conservatism. You know, I think it's really interesting because we are very on our phones and politically more polarized as a country than we've ever been. And so when I remember going to DC and having this moment where, you know, I was going to meet with some patrons there for a minute. I was there for a girls weekend too, but I went to meet with some patrons who worked at the Capitol and did tours. And I'm taking this tour. And I, I remember in my brain thinking like, should I even go on this tour? Like this country hates black people, da, 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 da. But, but even that, I was like, no, I need to go. I'm, I'm in DC. Like, let me just check it out. I'm so and proud of was, you. Yeah. I'm proud of myself too, but you're not were... like a museum person. Amber's not a huge museum. I'm the one. Like, let's go to yes. museums. Amber, Amber, like, is more into, like, food and sort of Right, that uh, newness that you're talking about. Yeah. Like, what's a, what's so a that's, cool... That's sort of cool that you did this yeah, on your own. Yeah, what's an Instagrammable moment or whatever? Yeah. Like, that is even... You know, I was watching a show upstairs. It's a fashion show. And the one thing they were like, we don't love this look, but is it Instagrammable? Yes. Like, that's something that we're taking <laughs> into account 
now that we do everything. And so in my brain, I was like, is this museum an Instagrammable moment? No. Am I then going to be just learning about white men that have hated my people forever? Maybe. But it was really interesting going and learning about, like this sounds, this sounds weird to say, but learning about people and, and their layers and nuances. Like, <laughs> like I'm not caping for George Washington, but, <laughs> but learning about like, he did these horrible things, but at the time he was known as a gentleman's gentleman and people saw him as a forward thinker. And the day that he resigned, it was like a, a huge scandal and it was like a standing ovation and, or whatever. And so it was really interesting to sort of like sort of compartmentalize those parts. Whereas I think now as a society, we think very like, nope, if you had any slaves, like fuck this, which I mean, I was, mm. we, we should, but I, I think especially today, like if you have slaves, yeah, yeah. Today. <laughs> if you currently have slaves, nope, I'm not whatever. But I, you're think, canceled, right? But it was interesting because I went on this White House tour, and points were also made about like you see each of these columns right here. All of these columns lifting up the state capitol were built by slaves. Like you can see like handprints here, and so like it, it was a a very well balanced uh, walkthrough because. It, it was like slaves built the pillars that lift up this country, which, you know, like black people in this country, like built the foundations of it. And, and that's and, critical race theory in right, a nutshell. Right. And so or it, it kind of makes me I don't know. I'm not a huge George Washington fan now or anything, but it really gave some layers for me about who he was. Or like he was telling me, like, he doesn't even need a cane to walk. Like you'll see all these pictures with George Washington, like holding a cane. It's like that's just what he thought a gentleman was supposed to do. So he walks around mm. with one. And then and then he'll walk me over to like, uh, oh, my gosh, what is Mary McLeod Bethune. I'm fucking this up, Lord. Let me get it right. Mary McLeod. Yes, Mary McLeod Bethune. Then, um, obviously, nothing to do with George Washington, but in her later years, used a cane to walk around as a uh, point of status as well. That's what he was telling me. He was like, she didn't need a cane. She sort of like took from those like, oh, this is what a gentleman and a person of a, 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 oh. a distinguished person does. I'm going to do that as well. So I, I thought it was a really well balanced tour. It's history. And, like, it you is can history. Glean from it what yes. you want. Yes. Whereas I've always, I've always been someone who avoided history because I knew, like you know, it was two degrees from slavery and horror and trauma, and I just like I, just, I we, I've seen so much of it. I've been on every civil rights walk you can think of, but oh, yeah, from I being think, from the South, right? That didn't yes, your church yes. take you to? I mean, yes, that's sort of like ancestral. Trauma. That's sort of ancestral remembrance in a way but it is not but, but personal now, it, yes it, it, the, right. this story seems a little bit different where it's about the person not so right. much the history the history yes there's a difference between the ancestors and the history of the ancestors yeah but to learn about reconstruction i'm not learning about my great grandma i'm learning about like the state of the state so yeah. that's why i actually like one-on-one -on -one conversations with my grandmother about like what was it like to just live in a time where there was no birth control? Like race aside, like she's like, it was horrible. Yeah. She's like around my fourth kid. I was just done. I was so unhappy. I was so like, so we had a moment of connection there where I'm just like, well, that, let me, yeah, again, I, that's not ancestral though. Right. That's just grandparent. Right. So how do we, Well, but she is my ancestor though. No, I'm thinking, I'm talking about like hundreds of years, 200 years. So when I think what of does like ancestor mean, Ancestor means generally it's referred to people who've who um, is part who's like dead, and 
Um, Can I read this definition? Yeah. I'm listening to you. Okay. A person typically so one... Grandparent. Yeah, yes. Keep going. A person typically one more remote than a grandparent from whom one is descended. You know, I never thought about it like that. Thank you for sort of shedding that light. Yeah, I, so I mean, I've always... I don't know. I've always thought of my grandma as my ancestor. No, your your grandma's not your ancestor. What if my grandma passed away? I have a late grandma. Would she count as my ancestor? Like your or great your great grandma. So her mother yes. would count as my ancestor. Yeah. But I'm I met her as a kid. Yeah, so that's sort of that's legacy, yeah. So once they're no longer your grandparent. The, oh, the person above your grandparent. Because yeah. I don't know. People, you know, people had kids young. So I but met my great-grandparents. Generally, when the term is used, and specifically in the context of the story, it's people who you're descended from 100 years ago. Got so it. Okay. Parts of Japan, because people have been living um, prior to industrialization, people would live on the same land for 100, 200, 300, 400 years. In France, the, the Gaelic people live, you know, 500 years. And so you can think of your ancestors of the people who've lived in that same place. And because of high mobility rate in the U.S., we don't really stick to place in the same way. So we don't have that those ancestral memories. Right. Well, I've always known that, like, people way, way back were my ancestors. I just also thought that net caught my grandparent as well. No, not really, be- because the because uh, I think I've been confusing like elder, yeah, and probably. ancestor. Like yeah. my grandmother is my elder, think, think but of, not uh, my ancestor. For right? your terrible example, but we'll do the job. Think of Mulan, right? For the ancestors, right? She's not doing it for a grandparent or yeah. But when I think about like Black Panther and going into the ancestral plane, like yeah, because, his dad's there, right? But now he's part of the ancestors, you know. But but he's not collect- from hundreds of years, right? Ago. Right. But I think. The ancestral plane is the recognition of that. And you, even the, the people who've died still deserve our respect and still yes. deserve like to be honored and still deserve to be remembered each and every year. Like we don't, we remember people on their birthdays, maybe a grandparent or a parent, but we don't remember, we don't celebrate the deaths of every family of every member. Family member. Yes. Or, or we don't ha- spend a day of like, hey, we're going to remember all the people who've come in the past, like Dia de los Muertos or something like Got that. Got you. Thank you for clearing that up for me. So, I mean, I guess for it to make sense in my brain for like Black Panther, there should have been maybe a plane before the ancestral plane. Oh, and yeah. And once it's been 100 yeah, years. Yeah, I think you're obsessed with the the, the dictionary. <laughs> there should have been like an elder plane, an elder plane, and then an ancestral plane. The elder plane and the ancestral plane, no. Because or maybe like the elder plane, like the ancestors fly like first class and then the elders then- are in coach. You sort of have to wait for other people to die and get older. I'm sorry if I sound stupid, y'all, but I needed that distinction. Obviously, I knew, like, you know, people that, like, from the the family matriarchs from the, like, early 1900s and stuff were my ancestors. But I did not know that my grandmother didn't count as my ancestor. And I feel like I'm her wildest dream, too, in a way, even though we can still talk. Generally, the phrase ancestor refers to people, you know, 10 10 generations, you know, three, five generations. Cool. It's old. Uh, another story we read was Simbi by mm-hmm. Sandra Jackson Opoku. I think this and was my favorite. Very short, but basically we follow a man being captured, enslaved, brought over to the U- U.S. Uh, but when he's brought over, he also brings his god with him, Mamawata. And then his um, descendants 
end up uh, living in the same place where he was enslaved at. And uh, they have this experience with Mama Wata, who is also like part of the diaspora. So it's sort of this very, it reminded me a lot of American Gods and American Gods. Uh, this story begins where a Nazi is part of the enslaved people. Like he's literally, um, he's on the slave ships and brought over to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So like slavery also was not only an enslavement of the physical people, but it becomes an enslavement of ideas and religion. And so it makes me think, I mean, I've talked about with this Amber, with Amber a lot, but like the cultural genocide or it has resulted in, the complete eradication of these religious beliefs that the African, the stolen Africans had. And so they adopted Christianity, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's sort of, it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah, it is. I think we're seeing a turn of the time with uh, more people rejecting those beliefs and finding their own and finding like Ife. Like like the new age spiritualism. Yes. But also rise of astrology. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I just, it just feels like, I know that there's obviously like a lot of still very like staunch religious conservatives out there, but it does feel like for the first time in a long time, people are sort of just trying out different things and seeing what works for them. You know, from like crystal energy to like just... I'm just going to wake up and meditate every day. Like, or, and maybe that's a, a testament to like me moving out of the Bible belt and seeing that maybe that's always happened, obviously, but do you think know. like black Baptist churches would ever st- like stop being a thing and no. central of like black communities no. and such? No. Do you think there's going to be like a, a huge, you know, like back to African religion movement. You know, no. there was a uh, the whole like back to Africa movement. Right. I don't think that's gonna happen, especially given where I was raised. Maybe, maybe those movements can happen in some more like progressive parts of the country. But no, I think that's always gonna be like a, a base layer foundation, and then other things can be built on top of that. But well, it, this uh, story takes place in New Orleans, and New Orleans has a lot of that like African heritage, right? Right. Like when, I've never been. I know. You still need to go. Yeah. I mean, New Orleans does. I don't know, because people that I know that I've still met from New Orleans, obviously, like, I have a very limited scope of life. But they they still, like, might practice Christianity and believe in voodoo. Like, oh, there's they, some they sort of way. Both. Yeah. Yeah. There's some. Uh, and if you're somebody out there who's like, I'm from New Orleans, I reject Christianity, and I only... You know, please DM me so I can just like educate myself for sure. But well, uh, well, a single person doesn't um, can't like show a movement or whatever. Like, right. It's so clear that you have this strong like Baptist, like this Black Baptist movement, yeah. right? Yeah. And the reason even... that exists is because enslavement happened not only of uh, the bodies but also the minds like you were not you were brought over to the u.s and forced to learn english and then forced to practice christianity right and so your religion was lost and stolen from you yeah and but this then, story gets to that yes but then even out of that you have tons of like religious figures leading the movement to liberation so it's like dr king was a reverend there's right. reverend al Sharpton. there's reverend jesse jackson like the the leaders of the community were mostly also religious figures too or you know so it's yeah but that still doesn't negate the 
Well, it maybe it sort of doesn't negate the fact that the reason the Black Baptist Church exists is because they the stolen Africans weren't allowed to practice their religion. Right. right. No, no. That yeah. I think that is understood between you and I. I was I was referring to your question about do you think there's gonna be a day where black people reject this notion and go back to some of those like African Yeah, like a movement. I'm sure there is. I'm curious like what uh, that movement religions. looks like. It's so interesting also because there are obviously like tons of like people who I sound so stupid, I feel like, right now. But obviously, like, tons of people were, were not stolen from Africa and, you know, placed in the States. And there are still, like, tons of very religious African people that study Christianity in Africa as well. Because of you colonialism. Know? Because of colonialism. Right. So I'm saying, they, like... They came, they weren't enslaved, but they were forced to convert, So right? what? Yes, but what I'm trying to say is, even if there was a day that, like black Americans rejected the church and needed to turn back to Africa to say like, we want to learn the new religion here, lead us in that. So many regions of Africa and countries in Africa also celebrate Christianity as well. So if that, so maybe if that colonization also didn't happen, like that's, that's not how colonization works, but if colonization only, uh, affected religious colonization only affected the States then maybe that that's the only world where maybe I can no, see it. I, I think it's just the history of like people being forced to practice a religion in right. general. And then, then there's, there comes a moment where you like throw off your oppressors and then everything to do with that. Where like Africa is very much still being influenced and still being colonized in different ways. Right. That's what um, I'm trying to say. By, like, I hope you that know, didn't sound too. No, no. So it's still like, there's naive. still this battle going on. But maybe 300, 400, 500 years from now, um, the African African nations unite and say, you know what, we're no longer going to allow cobalt mining um, by the Chinese. We're going right. to kick them out of their country. We're going to use our um, our resources for Africa. We're not going to start shipping things away from our continent. We're going to somehow unify, come together, and... Yeah. Yeah, but, I feel like religion is almost like a permanent consequence of oh. slavery. Like it feels so permanent, you know. Dang. Well, I also Okay, when I was talking about the story Simbi cons- really quickly, I'm sorry. Um I thought Mama Wata was at the bottom of the river or something. Like yeah, it she described has a her snake. as sleeping at the bottom of the river and then like Rising, rising to the top it, yeah. i just love we she got to make that her I, I need that to be the new ma- disney princess mama of, Wata. of course we're gonna take wild to see the little mermaid but i just like i don't mama know i don't Wata get jazzed about seeing a story like that i already know like front to back even yeah. if it's reimagined it's like yeah but it's all the same songs and the same exact story like mama Wata is the story that i feel like a, a cartoon version should be Davy Diggs is the, the crab, crab right that was a choice that was made. I love David Diggs. I just am scratching my head on that one a little bit. Because like, he's not is Caribbean, he? is he? No. <laughs> I feel like. I don't know. We'll have to look that one so up. So in my later. brain, I'm like, if y'all going to redo it, fucking, fucking Fine. do it. Like, he'll, rooted in some culture. Fake, yeah. He'll fake a Caribbean accent. They're like, okay, he's. Yeah, it's like, if, and that yeah, was everybody's Caribbean. He'll be like, you know, second generation. Or if, am I tripping? Let me look at this up because before I start spreading misinformation, like women climacking, 
No, it says American <laughs> American actor. No, 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 no. He's definitely not, but he could be a second generation. Right. No, yeah. I'm. I'm still. I'm still. You, yeah, I don't see. I love him too. I'm not gonna. Um, I will never be the person leading the. Born in Oakland, California. His mother was Jewish. His father was African American. Yeah. Yeah. So Hebrew. Uh, his name is David. The Hebrew pronunciation of David. So you know. Yeah. Choices were made. <laughs> then okay. your face, you're like, okay. well, maybe he won't Why have a Caribbean just... accent. Maybe he won't have a Caribbean accent. I, well, it kind of didn't. Disney. It kind of didn't make sense that the crab was Caribbean and no one else was either. Like, don't they live in the same region? Yeah. So maybe what? he was like a enslaved crab, like a colonized crab brought over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not this uh, folklore about. The Little Mermaid. Because even the original Little Mermaid, like the Hans Christian Andersen one, was like a terrible story, right? Yeah, like a, a horror story, I mean to say. Not I think terrible. she gets, uh, the mermaid doesn't get her love interest and she loses her voice eternally or something. Or she dies. Yeah, it's not Disney a Disney was like, ending. well, let's, 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 let's split the difference between. The <laughs> but yeah, make Mama Wada, make the deep. He read the deep as well. He ate that. Oh, yeah. And we love him in Hamilton, but I just... I'm not seeing how just the crab is Caribbean and and Scuttle isn't and Flounder isn't and Ariel isn't. Get your money, David. Get right, right. I'm ne- I'm never gonna stop a black man from getting his bag. So I'm, we're going to see it. Like I'm a part of the problem. What's the next story? Uh, right, so <laughs> we also read this story called "Housewarming for a Lion Goddess" by mm-hmm. Aline Moezi Nayosenga, and basically this is a goddess who can live forever. She's a lion goddess. A lioness goddess and she um sort of keeps her powers hidden she keeps her powers hidden i would too, and yeah. eventually you know thousands or you know hundreds of years ago she showed or probably a thousand years ago she shows her powers off to her village in africa and um i forgot which country and that country uh, and then her husband like tries to take advantage of that and mm-hmm. so she ends up like, you know, destroying that village, et cetera. And then we move into present day where she's fallen in love again. Yep. And she's decided to like let her past trauma prevent her from loving this new man. And it's Ooh, hashtag relatable. I know. Yeah. Didn't well, you not think you would loving, never. Not loving you. you, you <laughs> this past trauma. Well, like affecting yeah. Decisions. She's it's like a black woman so powerful that she is unable to find someone that she trusts who won't abuse her. Yeah. Like that's basically the story. And then she, refu- she's like, okay, I'm not going to call him. And the story ends. I mean, like maybe for the best. Unhappy <laughs> black woman. No, no. Story. Or a black woman at peace. Depends on how you read it. Depends. No, she, she wants to call him back. Yeah, I, she you know, does. I think her, what's his, the guy's name? Yeah, go uh, find that and what country he, uh, her, I, I, her home. I won't find from. that. I don't think they, to be honest, I don't think they mention it, but yeah, that was that was sad. It is sad. I mean, it's also sad. Oh, when John you, Fee. John Fee. Yes, yes. It's also sad when you are like, it's hard to hide things. I don't know. I like if you're a goddess. If you're, yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking of myself. So yes, when you're a goddess, it's really hard to hide parts of yourself and dim your light because you're like, I don't want to tell too much. I don't want to give too much. I don't want to be too I, powerful. Yeah, I don't want to be too powerful. I mean, I even like 
you know, I did a big audition this week and I was like, I don't even want to tell too many people because if I don't get it, it's going to be so embarrassing. And I, I like got excited about it for nothing. And you're not like that. You're always like, like tell ever, everybody. Yeah. Ben's like ever book this thing. I was like, I haven't booked it yet. Stop I'm, it. You're cursing it. I, it's, yeah. You speak into existence. It happens, you know? Yes, definitely. Like when we're out getting cocktails effect. with friends or something, Ben's like already claimed that I got the thing. I think yeah, Ben's just it. like, you're just like a flexer that way. Yeah. I know I'm a supporter. I don't flex. So what do you think? I don't know. Cause we are very different in that way. Like even when I book something until I'm filming it on set, I'm kind of like, it's not, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Well, you, you're black. So you see the world a little bit more pessimistically. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the world is for me. Yeah, you are. You're like, I'm, I'm winning tonight. I'm yeah. doing this. I'm like, oh, sorry, officer. No, I didn't know it was 35. Yeah. Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> By the way, well, you, we're, we're well, joking. But. We are joking, but I think a little bit of that whiteness, <laughs> you you kind of, you throw on to me a little bit because, or that, that energy. I splatter you with my whiteness. You jizz whiteness in my face every morning when I wake up. What you do what is. Fuck? No, n- not t- to be kind of a little serious for a second. Because of that lack of that kind of racialized generational trauma of like i don't want to celebrate because i ain't shit blah, blah blah you have this ability to see me for who i am and the talent that i have yeah. which is why you're kind of i don't see race in that. Oh, here we go here go the girlies and their <laughs> think pieces on Ben. i don't see yeah, race. you got you have to, you have to make that delivery comical or or they uh, will DM no me. i definitely see race of uh, course you but, do but you're saying that I'm not. I'm like, oh yeah, this is gen- like generally just a funny idea. So yeah, Ben was like, well, you worked really hard on it, so why wouldn't you get it? I'm like, because that's not how the world works. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I'm like, why did I? I actually did get that thing, just like Ben said. So I kind of need a little bit more of that. Like sometimes, y'all for real, positivity. For real, in the past, I would be asking for sometimes an amount of money, and sometimes I would have Ben just type the email and send it because he's like. No, what you you'd be like? What's all this passive language? Like, no, you want to request a meeting yeah. for this date at this time? Send. This and I'm like, no, I can't be mean about it. I think it's probably a little bit of the woman in me too. But he's like, there's too many words in this email. Like, request a meeting. They can either take it or not. Yeah, it, that's sort of. Uh, so you've helped me sort of like stop dimming my light in that way. Yeah, it's a fine balance of uh, trying to hat like express. Mm, I'm trying to think of the right word because I want to say privilege. It's a fine balance of using your privilege and abusing your privilege and then also working so everyone else can have the same privilege. Yeah. Right. So that's the balance. It's like, oh, am I just being a privileged white man? Yes. But am I doing that in a way that's benefiting, you know, someone who doesn't have that like experience? Yes. Um, should I make sure that I'm aware so I'm not like, you know, abusing it? Yes. Should I also try to encourage someone to have that same level of confidence? You know, like if everyone had the confidence as like a white man, a cis white man, uh, right? the world would probably be able to do a lot. We could probably get a lot more shit done. <laughs> and- yeah. Just the audacity of a, a- yeah there's yeah yeah, there's audacity there's an audaciousness i mean people are like hey i had this great you know technological idea i know it's a good idea let me go out and build that where a lot of 
you know, black inventors, they are not provided the tools or maybe they don't have the confidence because they've never been able, they've never been shown that a black person can do this or they yeah. didn't have that representation, but the ability was there. So if they had the confidence, they could go, you know, create some really dope shit. I was actually at this mixer yesterday with some other um, talent, like my agency had a mixer. So these are already people that are already signed. And this black man at the mixer came up to me. I didn't tell you this, but it's not like, well, we're, we're dating now. I'm just kidding. Oh. This black man at the mixer came up to me and was like, okay, can I just ask you like a real personal question about like how to reach out to brands about things? Like I, I really want to work with brand more brands in this next year. And it's something that like I want to get into. He's like, my sister is having a, a bigger following on social media because she's kind of a, a, a girl, upcoming beauty influencer. But we have no idea like how to even start. I'm like, mm. oh, just DM them and like say like, hey, love your products. I already support y'all. Would you like to collab? Here's my rate. He's like, what do you mean just DM them? I'm like, just send them a message. Like he's like, well, you can't do that because I'm like, because then what? What will they like, they can either like ignore you. Or they could be like, oh, you're on our radar. Yeah. Wow. And so I had to literally take, I, I showed him in my really phone messages that I had directly sent to brands where I did that. And I was like, see, this one went unread and see, this one actually booked me this deal. He was like, that's crazy. He was like, I would never just think to ask them. I was like, I well, know that's the black in us. Yeah. <laughs> that's, there's, an, there's a level of audacity of someone like, yeah, I would, you know, I'm great. So I'm going to ask them or like, or maybe yeah, it's not you audacity. It's know. like, I have this ability and I have this skill. Of course, I'm going to ask. Like, yeah. ask and you shall yes. receive. It's, it's not, you also have a 0% chance of getting it if you don't say anything. Right. You You're not ask. begging them or anything like that. You're just simply putting them, putting you on their radar. And the only way to put you on their radar is to reach out to them directly, which is scary. It's, it sounds, and, it, and, it, and it's scary and it feels cringy. But the one day you do it and you catch a fish in that net, you're like, now, wait a minute. How much okay. money have I been missing out on for not doing that? I think also some some people will get one rejection and then they're like, well, now I can never fall in love. Or like this person, you know, turns into a lion and then their husband is like, you can use this to save the tribe. And then their husband tries to abuse that power of like mm -hmm. turning into a lioness. And then you're like, okay, now I never will fall in love again, which is basically this story. Right. Um, Good wrap up. <laughs> the last story, A Night in Tunisia by Alex Jennings. This is like a Ghostbuster story with superheroes. <laughs> uh, there's this group called the Ghost Corps, and the superheroes have to like, you know, kill these peop these ghosts that um, uh, basically, you know, uh, possess people. And the ghosts sometimes can appear as like one of their relatives. And when you have to kill a ghost <laughs> like that, yeah, it's traumatic. And so these superheroes like sit around in like a <laughs> in a therapy session. They're like, "Yeah, I have this superhero, and I discovered this superhero like blowing up my parents' house or whatever." Uh, and yeah, so that was a good I, story. I, I like I like this because it deals with superheroes and trauma. And I'm I, <laughs> and as Amber becomes trauma. more of a superhero, you know, I think it's like. What? Yeah, you're you're gonna have more trauma as well. Sort of Wait, like people, in what world am I a superhero? My world, baby. Oh. Yeah, you got those laser eyes on me. You X-ray me. Oh, we you can stop the, there. You're misstretchable. It's okay to stop there. Misstretchable. 
<laughs> you talking about Elastigirl? Yeah, Elastigirl. <laughs> Not old girl. You misstretchable out <laughs> Miss here. Misstretchable out here. <laughs> well, no, I think like I like this story because anybody can have trauma, even really, yeah. really rich people, or even really, really like famous people can have trauma. That's the trauma Powerful. I like the most. Yeah, the rich man, <laughs> man. If the trauma of being rich, man, I'll take that any day. <laughs> That's why, like, when celebrities are online crying and shit, people are like, "We don't care. You're yeah. rich. Go cry you know, in your infrared sauna." Uh, there's such a good book uh, called um, "The Ministry of the Future" by Kim Stanley Robinson, and in that book, he writes about. <laughs> Basically, it looks like a bell curve. So really, really poor people um, are very, very sad. And then you go up and you like uh, if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year or something, right? Mm -hmm. You're very, very happy. And then the more money you make after that, your sadness just goes down. And then like people who make yeah. billions of dollars are basically at the same level of un like declaring unhappiness as pe really, really poor people in Amer in the U.S., so very, very rich people and very, very poor people have the same level of happiness. Yeah. Very, very rich people are a little bit more happy, but not much. And it's so depressing. It. Very interesting. Yeah, no, Jim Carrey talks about that a lot. He's always like, I wish everybody in the world could be very rich and uh, like have that level of success so they can all see like how still unhappy you can be. And how I mean, and we've seen like obviously tons of celebrities like sadly commit suicide and stuff like that. So, you know. I'm inclined to believe them, but let me just yeah, try so it out. You I know think I, look <laughs> it up. Kidding. I think the magic number is basically the salary of a scientist mm. or like an e economist, which is funny. Uh, you know, of course, like because you're doing when your job yeah. is just all about like study and learning and developing and you're getting paid for that in a reasonable way and you're living at at your means because you're logical yeah. like that you would become a scientist. So I sort of. I, d I did like this story because it shows people who are really powerful. Like being a superhero is freaking traumatic, man. Yeah. Or a so. super villain, I guess, too, right? Yeah. Th they weren't in this story, but yeah, it's hard. I I can have it's hard that. To be rich. I can. I can. <laughs> I'm not speaking as a rich person. Maybe one day, but um, I, we definitely have fi more financial stability now than we had when we first got together, obviously, yeah. and we or still obviously have problems. But I do, I, do, I it's it's a difficult conversation to have sometimes because we want for those people that make that much money and they're like high profile celebrities, like we want them to be relatable. But the minute they sort of share that human part of themselves we don't want to hear it because they're they rich money. i definitely remember like michelle obama sharing some she wasn't depressed or anything she was just sharing some really sort of like the years my husband was president were some of the hardest of my life and i i it's taken me a while to like get back to myself and get back to who i am and i know uh the the, the minute she uttered those words you know black twitter went up is like bitch you're rich like just go to therapy like you can afford to like i they didn't say it like that but <laughs> but so there's some level of like but we're wanting people to be authentic and share a little bit of behind the scenes tea about like, so what's it really like to be a first lady? And she's like, it's living hell. Like every move I make is very calculated and all eyes are on me. And that's a lot of pressure, which is why you see people enter a presidency and they leave just like completely great and completely stressed. And then the minute they or share they hit that somebody with a car or something. And kill, yeah. Uh, kill them. 
Not Laura Bush. Uh, <laughs> Laura Bush. She murdered someone. Okay. She fucking killed somebody. <laughs> she did. She killed yeah, somebody. Yeah, but, but she's stressed. She's uh. Because <laughs> she was stressed out. Or you got to hit people with your car when you're stressed. Um. Yes. I. I just. I don't know. I always try to have that moment of like seeing seeing a celebrity as human, as well. But. You know, if you're complaining every day about first world problems, like for real, we don't, we don't really hear about why. Stop googling Laura Bush. No, this the, was not during your president, but she 1963. She man, was, she uh, said y'all 17. won't get over this shit. I hit somebody in 1963. What's wrong with y'all? Racked by guilt for years after a crash, especially after not attending the funeral and for not reaching out to the parents of the dead teenager. Yeah, well, you should be wrecked with guilt. That, that's not cool. Anyway, and Ben. Let that be a lesson, y'all. <laughs> Don't you make can hit more money. somebody with a car, become a first lady, be racked with guilt, and still be rich. Well, that's a white lady. Oh, yeah. That, that white lady. Anyway, I think it's, we covered these stories. I, I do like that. Have some sympathy for the wealthy people, y'all. No, that... Please tell me that was not what, I, <laughs> what y'all true. heard me saying. Y'all... <laughs> no, no, no. Don't. Have what, what was I trying to say for real? Don't even do that. That's so funny. Just, <laughs> what, just see each other, connect with other human beings in a way that makes sense to you. That's, That's what fair. I'm saying. That's fair. So if put but, a cap I, on wealth, maybe we put a cap. We put on a wealth. cap on wealth. But I just, you know, so and many power. people to 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 circle back. Can we can we circle back? Um, just to circle back, like people give Lizzo shit all the time too. People be like. I wanted to like her music, but the bitch always crying on social media about her weight. I'm just like, is she? Yep. Yes. She's had some moments where she's had some like full breakdowns on Instagram live. I would say a pocket full of moments. It doesn't happen every day or anything like that, but she's been like in tears about how fat phobic people can be. And people were like, yeah, "Yeah, but you're rich. Like who cares? And I'm like, it still hurts. It still hurts. Or remember that one time you saw like somebody like just being mean to post Malone. And yeah, I was like, yeah, like Post Malone, he has like these puppy dog eyes. He's like, yeah. I thought you were here to get an autograph. He like looks at. He's like, was ah, a you a bitch, goofy. You know, yeah. you know, some stupid idiot kid he's trying like, to go viral. And, and Post Malone was like, that that was mean. That was mean. He yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just hey, we're humans, and so whether you have a billion dollars or multi billion dollars, there are mo- moments where you're, you know, if you're from Succession, you're like, I don't give a fuck about anybody. But there are like, <laughs> I think especially people like Lizzo or Post Malone or Michelle or even Obama. Angela Bassett. People are like, look, what, what's her face even looking like that for? She's had so much work in Hollywood, you know, because she lost the like best supporting actor to mm-hmm. Jamie Actri- Lee Curtis, which actress, yeah. actress, which you know, it was hers. That that Jamie went home with her award. Let's let's be clear. But I remember people being like, yeah, but she's still rich and she's she's our black actor of the year, or whatever. Like, what what's the sour face or whatever? And I'm just kind of like. Because you know how fucking bad it sucks to work really hard for something and not get it? Like, yeah. money aside, that's really disappointing. Y'all don't do the same thing when your favorite athlete, like, flips a table after they yeah. lost a game. So this for like, her. Why? why is she, can, the, she doesn't have to clap. Oh, yeah, that's I don't good. have to that's be happy point. that someone else went home with my award. Y'all lucky I didn't walk my ass up out of this theater because maybe that's what I would have done. But yeah, I don't know. Really I, it, it's point. really hard to see like an artist who really is sensitive about their shit and cares about their work and they react to that 
and people are like, but you're rich. Like you're doesn't fine. matter. Yeah. Like go, go cuddle your billions of dollars at night. It's like, yeah, but, but the money doesn't make me happier though. The, 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 award the accolade. Yes. Yes. What I the was claim. Anyway, that, I think an artist, an artist is a little bit different for me when they're sad about their art, especially someone like Lizzo, who right. is really trying to, um, be a symbol for like other big uh, fat women, mm-hmm. and that's that's a heavy crown to carry, Very. right? Because she is the face, and they're were you, literally were you going for a pun there. No, I no, wasn't. Sorry. But sorry. Uh, no, sorry. like heavy, heavy lace a crown type of thing. Is no, no, I, I, I hear you now, but I thought <laughs> I thought you were going for a pun. No, no, I'm uh, with the shit. She no, she makes me feel good about so, my body. So, in that sense, and then. But because you're the symbol, you are just the constant, yeah. like, um, target yeah. that and people are just right. throwing knives at all yeah. the fucking time. That's exhausting. Like, everywhere you look, like, because at times you can't even see the good things people are saying about you because mm-hmm. there's always something wrapped in good. Like, when she got her Emmy, like, a week before, it was like, oh, that she, lo- she was described as the poop emoji. On a podcast, yeah, that's by that crazy. Guy. Like, and then the next week, he was like <laughs> brought up on some pedophile shit. I was like, "Oh, really? Yeah, Aaron oh, Spears. You didn't oh, see that dang. whole scandal? Child, oh. he long gone. Good. He is long gone. But yeah, <laughs> someone they started investigating him. You brought your attention yeah. to yourself. Dang, good. Uh, so, but at the same time, like someone was able to say that and get attention for that, yeah, which sucks. Sure. Like, why? Anyway. Um, that being said, having, so having superpowers <laughs> is not the best idea. Lots of trauma. So avoid superpowers. Radioactive so am spiders. I your superhero or not? Am I your you superhero are, or not? You are, but like it comes with trauma and I've just had to accept that. Oh, can we so, hug it out? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Sci Podcast. Up next, we are on week four of reading Africa Risen. Can you give me the book real quick, Ben? Yeah, because I want to specify. I know we're all over the place, but if you are still reading with us, we're still reading everybody. So what stories come next? Yes. So the next four stories are The Devil is Us, Cloud Mine, Ruler of the Rear Guard and Peeling Time. Those are the next four stories. Read those four stories with us and we will see y'all next week for the show. And then we're halfway through the book. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Halfway through the book. Okay, so read from The Devil Is Us to Peeling Time. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.